Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm good. <laughs> so how's your week? How's your week, man? It's been pretty good. Um, just, you know, around the house, doing doing little stuff. Nothing fun. Oh, yeah. I, I know them days. Shoot, that. I... I week off, but shit, it wasn't off from the pod. A whole bunch of recording. <laughs> <Right>. Got you. <laughs> but I guess it's a pleasure mature, pleasure mature. Now, it's something you said you wanted to bring up because you uh, listened in on the live to me and Havoc had, had. We were talking about solo artists. What did you yes. want to bring up? So, um, you guys were talking about uh, solo art artists um, not getting just being able to get into the industry without having to go through the rigmarole of, you know, finding producers or, you know, mm-hmm. other boy girl scenes. So like mm-hmm. for me, that kind of hit differently simply because okay. as a, I got too many uh, adulting responsibilities um, that uh-huh. I can't really get into mm-hmm. with, you know, another person in the mix trying mm-hmm. to, you know, be responsible to make, content with mm. a producer or another person okay. you mm. know and all the like and all the fan sites now to make you jump through hoops to have other content creators there with you you mm-hmm. know in your videos they make you have so much paperwork or they mm. have to have their own account and linked mm. so i just i felt like that was uh, attack <laughs> yeah not an attack not an attack no no, no just like a different perspective yeah what you guys were talking well, about well, 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 since we're talking about that, um, this is the thing with it is when it comes to, my, when it comes to solo artists. It's not about you coming into business as a solo artist because understand, take it from a guy who lives in North Carolina mm-hmm. and part of the reason why he retired because it's hell finding a girl to film with. So I can imagine yes. the hell I'll go through finding male talent. My point is this when it comes to solo artists. One, speaking to the ones that do not want to do boy-girl. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to certain points. Right. One, if you're going to not do boy girl, make your solo so fucking good that we forget. Mm-hmm. That means you put time and effort into it. That means that you actually come up with a concept. You're not giving the same old lame old bullshit with you fucking yourself with a dildo yep. in the bathtub, wearing a bonnet <laughs> with a dirty yeah, throat. yeah. Where it come from? I don't. It, and I'm not even just talking about it because of variety. Because, okay, let's say you're that solo girl that you do solos out your car. After six scenes, you done bored me. Yep. And guess what happens? I'm taking my subscription back. Yep. No, that you part I get. Yeah. yeah. So with that, on the other end, girls, because solo has become so prominent, think it's easy to get into business because of it. Right. And it's they're not. It's still not. Yeah. yeah. They automatically assume that you can make a shit solo, not understanding, which you understood early, that your mm-hmm. fan base changed quick. And after seeing you for a certain amount of time doing solo, they're going to want to see you with a dude. And, when, it, and the point being is, the, the whole point, people, is variety. Yeah. 
Don't bore your fan base. And the biggest mistake girls make, and I tell, and and I hope girls understand this: never underestimate the intelligence of your fan base. Don't Absolutely. think that, that that they're gonna be dumbfounded because, or they're gonna be in awe because you're playing with your coochie for fifteen scenes. No, because after a while, what's going to happen is you're going to get those emails or dudes ask for that boy girl. After a while, if you ain't giving it to them, you feel, uh, then you're going to lose money. So what I tell girls when it comes to doing boy-girl content, the kicker of it is, is one, if you can find a dude that's in your state, because a lot of times we have somebody in our state we could fuck with. The problem is that girls don't understand Choose him because I need him for this content. Don't choose him because I want to fuck him. Right. Dude, you might want to fuck, but you might want to, but you can fuck him enough so you can get content to make money. Long as the nigga's adequate, long as the dude is adequate enough for you to work with. You feel what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, no, go go ahead and speak. No, I just said absolutely. I agree. Because, like, for me personally, Having a content partner, I need to have that chemistry on screen, not just there to fuck. Because if I don't feel the chemistry yeah. with you, we ain't making a great scene. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I tell girls the blueprint to this business, so people can understand this. You have a residential male talent. Residential male talent is the dude that you shoot with on the regular. That's the dick mm-hmm. that you know. That's the dick yep. that you know. <laughs> you know where his dick been. You you ain't even got to even he ain't even got to be tested with your monkey ass because you already right. know where to be in. And preferably, you want the guy to actually be an industry dude because guess what? You can tap into his fan base. And you got somebody that's professional. Guess what? If y'all date and y'all break up, you don't have a male time. He's married and his girlfriend understands that what he does, what he does, you got yourself a male talent. Versus you got this dude, you been fucking, he gets a girlfriend, he really wasn't trying to be in the business, and guess what, now you can't do your fucking, you, you lose out on a $1,000 custom because this nigga yep. decide he want to be in a relationship. So, yep. it's kind of like, so the, the point I'm making is is that ladies, when they walk into this business, you got to think five, six years ahead. Don't think two months. Don't yep. think because I'm walking in and all I got to do is playing my pussy with a dildo. You're not. Because unless you a fucking celebrity, unless you Cardi B, unless you Beltran, <laughs> unless you yep. one of these ladies that already walking in with a million plus motherfuckers following you into it, you're not gonna make the money straight yep. off a point, straight off a solo. Because the reason why I say that, I always use Mulan Blossom. I love her to death. Yep. This girl did love her. Guess what the fuck she doing there? She's sucking the dick and fucking somebody because the motherfuckers got tired of ass playing her fucking pussy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Out of porn, because when you listen to Jim Cornette, you hear me. I just talk about porn. He talks about wrestling. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> we can get this stuff. Okay, baby. All right, sounds good. No doubt. Welcome to the on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting network. You know what it is. Go to Anchor.fm. Go to Anchor.fm. Or go to the Anchor. Find the Anchor app on your on your app store and download it today. You can monetize your stuff now, make money by the way, get distributed, and it's all for free. I'm your host, Kevin Arthur Southern Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to find my porn, my music, and my social media with one. Also, we are sponsored by 
the Facebook of the LS community, talking about lsworld.com. Go to today, get yourself a profile, start your adventure into the LS community. And also find events you might could attend to further that journey. And also with a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts. Give you the black experience and why you dare at shopgwdistrict.com. Get some shopping done where you can buy products from over 500 black retailers. Can't beat that with a stick. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, support black businesses, build a black economy, create generational wealth so we can live better. Now I'm going to sit back and let my very special and sexy smoke buddy introduce herself. <laughs> hey, I'm Kat Phoenix, otherwise known as Kitty Cat Phoenix on Twitter and Instagram. I'm yeah. uh, just here talking with my friend, porn star, rap star, porn rap oh, star. Most, most <laughs> definitely, most definitely. Now y'all can hear her interview, John, you know, period, and stuff. Yeah. And it will be released worldwide later on. And you're going to hear on a couple of episodes, come think about it. And... We're planning a video podcast. Stay tuned. Me and her mm-hmm. going to hook up sooner than y'all think. But anyway, so, <laughs> but but like I said, but it, it to me, like I said, with the solo thing, it's nothing wrong with coming in with solo. I, I even do solos. Actually, I got a, a solo custom that I got to do, which is funny. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy as fuck. Because mm-hmm. the dude apparently gets off of uh, the... the <laughs> <laughs> the, the best way for me to be is an old pimp who discusses a group of guys that we get some young college girl we gang banger she think it's all good that we turn it on and end up you know holding it down and shitting in her face and farting in her face and shitting on it and all that stuff oh, so wow. I down while sitting there with just a tank top with my dick out talking about it playing with myself and all that shit you know, period. And it's funny, this is my second custom, you know, period. But the point being, like I said, with women and men, the way we come into business is different. Y'all can come in most definitely doing solo. We really can't because our fan base don't respond to that. You feel what I'm saying? Speak on Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, there is a definite uh, different twist when it comes to the solo artist versus boy versus girl. It mm-hmm. there's I'm trying to think how to put this in words. Um, honestly, I for me, I didn't even anticipate to get this far as a solo mm-hmm. artist. I've only mm-hmm. been doing this for a year, mm-hmm. so I. Can't but I mean, you, 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 but but truth, most solo artists. Like Mulan Blossom, she did it for three years before she actually yes. went board. Nothing wrong with the three years. You get what I'm saying? So with you yeah. doing it in the first year, there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, totally. I love Mulan Blossom. I love watching her stuff and uh, how yeah. she's evolved over the last three years. So mm-hmm. I definitely get that. And for me, I'm actually ex- being able to expand into Boy Girl a little bit sooner than three mm-hmm. years. So, mm-hmm. um, part of the stuff we were going to talk about the polyam my poly boyfriend yeah. it has allowed me to start using our stuff on my fan pages as a way oh, to start good. into bo- boy girl stuff so just posted something today actually oh yeah because <laughs> i know because you sent me was very very good especially the solo ones and that was I a did. custom too that i sent you mm-hmm. that was a custom oh. i did that they 
wanted me to play with myself and squirt in my panties. And I was like, all right, mm -hmm. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most definitely. And see, too, that's the other thing is that you squirt. So yeah. it's it's like when you're doing solo, see that's what I tell people. It's it's not only okay, like I have a conversation with a with, with a girl a while back. I said, Well, how many toys do you have? And she told me, well, I got two toys. Well, if all you want to do is solo, don't you think you need more? <laughs> but go go ahead. I was gonna say, regardless of being solo, why only two toys? You know, I've got like 10 and I I've had those, you know, rotating for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like even with this, you know, I, I just wanna if I ever get back into the film and production again, I want to get a fuck scene. I'm like, you can get a cheap ass fuck machine, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah. you know what I'm saying? You get different type, you know, dildo that you could use, different sizes and the whole nine. And it's kind of like to me, I think that because it's gotten so easy for girls to get in with that. Now every girl uses that. But yeah. at the same token, not everything looks good. So can you tell people to you when you see a solo scene, what makes a solo scene works? Versus um, what 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 they do that don't make it work. Okay, yeah. So if it's just like a a scene where you're just sitting on the bed, just playing with yourself, there's nothing going on and you know, no aesthetics in the background. You know, that gets boring after a while, just seeing the mm -hmm. same old thing. That's why I switch it up every once in a while. And I like, I'll mm -hmm. use different parts of my house to do that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. For me, I, you know, everything around me has, is a part of the scene. So whether it be mm -hmm. like the color of the furniture I'm on or the lighting, you know, mm -hmm. the, the color lingerie I'm wearing, everything has to flow mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. toy that I'm using and how much energy I'm going to be mm -hmm. able to get out of that toy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, because it's one girl I used to watch her name Annabelle. I can't think of her last name. What I liked about her was even though she did solo, she made it look like it was virtual reality. Like even mm -hmm. to the point that at some points of the video, you didn't see the dildo fucking her, but you seen her bouncing her tits like she's riding a dick, or she's yeah. on her back and she bouncing tits like he hitting it. And then eventually she show you the woman call it. To me, that's a great way of doing a solo because now you're giving them a different type way to look at the solo versus it's just you sitting there with your legs curled up in the goddamn air and you just going to town with a dildo. Right. You know, period. Right. Like I'm looking at, you know, the camera. I'm looking directly as if a fan was sitting there and watching my stuff and I'm talking directly to them. You know, yeah. I'm not just sitting there just playing with myself, not mm -hmm. doing more. I'm interacting with the fan you know, mm -hmm. just through the camera. And that, yeah, that but, seems to work for now, you know, for, for what yeah. my fans like. Yeah, because even with POVs, even with the POVs that I used to do, not all of them were straight fucking. Some of them I did was like, like she would talk to the camera. I literally shake the camera like I said, yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> you yes, know? I've seen those, yeah. And to me, I think in this day and age, what is lost is just creativity. Yes. It, there's no creativity no more. Yeah. Yeah, no. people just think you can just go on there do this and then make money off mm -hmm. of it you gotta actually have some energy into it you gotta have that your heart into it you can't just come into it without you know actually wanting to make something better for someone else mm -hmm. and oh, yeah, most, yeah let's talk to a lady that been in the business 10 years and mm -hmm. the key to any girl is females have a three year window let's keep it real Mm -hmm. The first year you banging, second year is all right, third year, now you're questioning whether you want to be in it. 
because the money went down, because the money goes up and down, and a lot of people don't talk about that. Yep. So to me, what I've learned is that girls must be able to adjust to have a game changes, and the game changes very quickly. But then that, did you learn that? And, yes. and what else did you learn about the business within the year you've been? Well, first I learned that I need to be watching other creators, especially the more established talent like yourself, like Mulan Blossom, um, Princess Havoc. Everybody that you've had on is people I've been watching for years. So watching them, learning them, listening to what they're saying, like Jenna James, she was giving tips on her Twitter for a while. And I was following that, you know, not following it to a T, making it my own, but uh, working on, you know, like you said, the creativity, feeling mm -hmm. that out, feeling what my fans want, kind of responding to how the waves come and go. Mm -hmm. So when, when the dry season is, which happens to be for me, May through July, apparently, Right now, mm. my my OnlyFans is popping, so yeah, yeah. Now I tell people, certain parts of years you be, part of years you don't, and you mm -hmm. have to learn how to adjust and be able to find ways to increase your flow. You know, period. Mm -hmm. Now speaking about that, because you did mention the poly thing, yes. Now that you and your poly boyfriend are now filming, let's talk about poly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Recently, why I decided this conversation because I heard a conversation on a, another lovely T. Shout out to her, and they were talking about how ABC did this this expose about Polly, about how many of the people use the sex app or could do threesomes. They talked to a young lady who was supposedly in the Polly. Even though they didn't talk to the husband and wife that she supposed to be in the poly with or what have you, and she kind of was confused because she said she wanted a family, she wanted a relationship, she wanted kids, all that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But one thing I have noticed is that a lot of people do not understand what... So please yes. break down to them what polyamory is, polygamy, all that shit. Go ahead. Okay. So polyamory is where you're, you have the ability to love more than one person, where polygamy is the one, like, the the one guy with multiple wives i okay that that much i'm not in i don't know much about nor what i get into but the polyamory i always kind of have been mm -hmm. but growing up you know in a christian household and taught you know traditional monogamy it's taken mm -hmm. a lot to become polyamorous to open up to that uh, because it's a lot of unlearning of monogamy unlearning mm -hmm. of uh, toxic behaviors like jealousy and uh, stuff like that. Uh -huh. uh, so why do people? Why do people get the two mixed up? Because um, be it that I, I think because polygamy is is been more on TV, you know, been more yeah. documented than polyamory yeah. has, mm -hmm. um, because it, it's also not the norm. It's not society's norm, which is all, you know, monogamy. You're supposed to be like one-on-one -on -one, and you're never supposed to be attracted to other people other than your partner, which is a whole lot of bullshit. Uh, mm -hmm. and I've, mm -hmm. I've only officially been polyamorous for about a year. Um, though I always have been what's called polysexual maintaining, mm -hmm. um, multiple, uh, sexual relationships mm -hmm. that were intimate but not like commitment so mm -hmm. you know 
more than friends, but not titled. Okay. Now, we're polyamorous. Um, not even polygamy, because I get you. Because it's funny <laughs> how they always make it a point to do to push the polygamy. Yes. And the man with multiple wives. You never see it's funny, you never see the woman with multiple men. Right. That, exactly. And that's funny. Even when like my wife, she watches a couple of people on YouTube, she said it sitting there with both her boyfriends, this shit is not easy. I got to satisfy both these motherfuckers emotionally, mentally, and physically. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes they act like bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. So it's kind of like, what's the biggest mistake people make entering into a polyamorous relationship that you have seen? Okay. For me personally, because I can only speak to me, is that I've had to unlearn being, like I said before, jealous, unlearn mm -hmm. monogamous things. You know, I'm only coming out of a 13-year a marriage. Um, mm -hmm. you know, divorced two years ago and still trying to figure myself out, but not wanting to be tied down to one. And mm -hmm. as selfish as that sounds, it's really not because my normal nature is to love mm -hmm. as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for yeah. me, for me personally, it's helped me face my fears of relationships face mm -hmm. my own fears of, you know, rejection and clear those wounds out, those traumas to be mm -hmm. able to elevate into this polyamorous relationship that I have. The mm -hmm. one that's titled, okay. I do have other partners and as well as he does because we are long distance. Mm -hmm. I'm near Philadelphia, he's in Georgia. So mm -hmm. it's, it's tricky though. He'll be up here in two weeks and we'll have a lot more content coming. Oh, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all oh, yeah. probably gonna catch him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only have to get out, the, out of bed for water and food. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's why I call fuck fest. You, you, fuck eat and sleep. That's it. That's exactly. Yeah, we um, we eat. We we order delivery or cook. But ass naked. <laughs> exactly. But like you were saying though, when you first brought in a polyamory a little while ago, um, you yeah. were talking about the one person talking to a couple. That's a unicorn. Yeah. I've been in that position too a couple mm -hmm. of years ago when I got out of my, you know, divorce. The mm -hmm. uh, I was a unicorn coming into this couple who were hoping to save their relationship because Ooh. they wanted a third in there. Yeah, and she supposedly wanted to explore her bi side, her bisexual mm -hmm. side. And I'm bi curious, so I was like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I'm there <laughs> for the dick. I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fuck me with a toy or fuck me with a real dick. I don't. Care. <laughs> I just want to orgasm here. So, yeah. yeah, so that, that, you know, coming into that, that's a tricky situation. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of accounts that I follow on Instagram and Twitter that are great resources for polyamory. Mm -hmm. So um, like a polyam awareness, uh, E-N-M e inclusion, which is ethical non-monogamy. There's a whole bit. It's like a polyamory is the umbrella and there's a mm -hmm. ton of t um, different sections underneath of it. Kind of like Christianity's big umbrella and has like Catholicism and like Presbyterian or like Lutheran mm -hmm. or whatever. That's mm -hmm. that's kind of what polyamory is. It's this big umbrella that has all these different uh, mm -hmm. versions of it under there. Remodeled Love is another one that I follow on Instagram. I absolutely love her because mm -hmm. she's real. She talks about 
the jealousy. She talks about, you know, what it's like having your partner date and you're home and then you're, you go out on a date or in their home. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's really, yeah. real. you know, yeah, talk because about the see, real subjects. Yeah. Because the biggest thing is, especially when um, you're in a poly. Mm-hmm. Because I heard this on one girl with, with, with one conversation where a girl said he was just seemed like he had a better relationship with a new girl than her. And mm-hmm. I was saying to my wife, I said, well, yeah, because she's new. <laughs> that's, that's the honeymoon phase, the, that new yeah. relationship energy. Yep. Yeah, it's when that goes away do you seriously see. And like I told her, I said, you don't see jealousy creeps in. The yeah. and it's be both the men and the women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like with the jealousy, we've been able, my bo- boyfriend and I have been able to actually talk about that without getting hostile or angry or upset. Yeah. It's been open conversations. That's the thing. This is the most conscious relationship I have ever experienced in my, <laughs> you know, 21 years as an adult. So, you know, this is the most woke relationship I have ever had. And it's been mm-hmm. so healing too. You yeah. know, that's the thing. After coming out of a codependent marriage, mm-hmm. you know, being mm-hmm. raised by two codependent people and seeing mm-hmm. my ex's codependent parents, it was like, dude, this is not right. You know, there was nothing but fighting and, you know, jealousy yeah. and anger. And once that ended and I found this wonderful man, his name's Mark, mm-hmm. by the way, he's given me permission to say his name and talk about him. So, okay. yeah. So it, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it absolutely is nothing less than amazing to be able to talk about your insecurities up front mm-hmm. and openly and have them not just validated, but mm-hmm. also, um, not taken in a hostile way and not have it like yeah. thrown back at you actually have someone listen to those issues. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about polyamory. In my opinion is when it's this, this level, you can actually mm-hmm. talk about everything and it helps heal so many relationship wounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think better when you're older in mind yes. and especially if you're already married and, and the wife, that y'all are older and y'all been together for a very long time to the point that y'all know each other and know y'all not going to go go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I see the issue come with these young motherfuckers, like early 30s yep. into their 20s. That's where the polyamory just go haywire. Mm-hmm. And I also notice that when they when it's an older couple bringing a younger girl, it doesn't... Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? No. I agree. I agree. It definitely takes some some life experiences first to truly get into the polyamory uh, mm-hmm. lifestyle. I, I don't know if it's a lifestyle. I call it a lifestyle because um, I know certainly my family is completely shocked <laughs> when I came <laughs> out. <laughs> Bisexual was nothing to come out to, but polyamorous, they're all like in shock right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Would that you- is. Which is crazy because I was going to ask you that. How do your family and friends take you being that? Um, the older generation is is coming around. Now the younger mm-hmm. generation, you know, like my my sisters, my cousins, my niece and mm-hmm. nephew, they're all like my niece and nephew being the youngest in their late twenties. So everybody's kind of like, all right, awesome, 
go for it. You're happy. They mm-hmm. saw how miserable I was with my ex-husband, you know? Mm-hmm. So they were like, go for it. As long as you're happy, we don't care. And they, they actually all get to meet him in a couple of weeks at a big family mm-hmm. event. So oh, all God. at once. <laughs> Should be interesting. I know there's going to be interesting. Like, so, so. Come. <laughs> Your grandma yeah. going to be like. That's <laughs> If if my if my dad's mom was was still living, she probably would have hit on my boyfriend for sure. Yeah, like sis, you're poly. Why would you get this, this girl without <laughs> no pussy, young man? Tell me a boy. Especially my dad's mom because she's Indonesian and she she doesn't care. She loves all men. <laughs> she loved she loved all men when she was living. She didn't care. Yeah. She she was hitting on everybody. It doesn't matter what age you were, as long as you were an adult. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you up age. Yes. If it's exactly. grass on the field, we can play. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so so but but to me society's glamorizing it. And and making it a fad. Do you think that's good or bad? I think it's... Bring, I, I see it both ways. I see it okay. where it's bringing light to the subject of polyamory. That mm-hmm. the generations are coming up and seeing and admitting that monogamy is not necessarily a good thing. If people want to do it, that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to judge. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the way we've seen monogamy when we were growing mm-hmm. up, it was codependent. It was, you know, you were just with this partner for the rest of your life, even if you were miserable. That's how mm-hmm. I would, that's how I saw it growing up. Yeah. yeah. And I see it on the negative side where people are going to, you know, demonize it at first. They're like, no, mm-hmm. you don't need to be with multiple people. Oh my God, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the blogs I follow just talked about that today, actually. You know, she was talking to her friends and they're like, God, that's just so weird. Why would you do that? You know, you don't care that he's mm-hmm. going out with someone else. And yeah, that, that completely, that's the part that blows mm-hmm. my older generation mm-hmm. of the family. So, you know, that kind no, of blows my Like one of my uncles, one of my uncles, he, he, he kind of knew what my wife did. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a conversation with him about it. Whatever. He said, you know, God told him, I said, you know, I don't give a fuck what my boys think. But mm-hmm. I said, you know, you know, said my family, you know, my mom and them are fine. He was like, man, let me tell you something, boy. He said, first of all, your mama didn't get the fuck over it because shit hell. Every female hold it some. Yep. Some did it for free, <laughs> some did it for pay. So that don't mean that don't mean shit. He mm-hmm. said, give away that heart and that mind very few times, but didn't give away that pussy a million times. And what what that what that meant to me was that you don't worry about because you have dudes that trip because their woman got a lot of bodies before they met them, you yep. know, period. So I just find it interesting that a lot of guys, they're ready to jump to do this polyamorous, but they're not mature enough or mental enough to handle it. Because yes. part of that is you got to handle that. Your woman can do just as much as you. Yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. You know. A lot of dudes do that. You know, hey, women can handle it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like the yeah, I mean it definitely goes both both sides, you know, both sides of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I I it took a lot for me to hear recently that my boyfriend had a you know had a quickie with an old friend, and I was like, okay, I'm both jealous and turned on. How do you? Because <laughs> she's kind of sexy, so I was like, huh, I'm kind of turned on on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. 
you know so, and, so, and he and he hears no, about but, my stuff mm-hmm. yeah. go, ahead. go ahead and how he handles it when he hears your stuff he listens he's okay with it um mm-hmm. he you know being a guy you know he he expresses what he can verbally and then mm-hmm. i'll just listen for you know, like the tone or the, you know, when we're together, it's the body language or how he looks, mm-hmm. but he, mm-hmm. he knows that, you know, he's, he's here for a while. The fact that we made it through a pandemic and long distance, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and can't come to where we are. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're good. <laughs> we're solid yeah. at this point. So Because I think what people tr- get mad about and don't get, you can't avoid the jealousy because you're human. Yes. The, the, the key is, to be jealous with understanding. I guess yes. is the best way to put it. Uh, can you explain that to the people? Yes, <laughs> what I mean it, by it that? is. Because we all have insecurities. We mm-hmm. all have, you know, relationship traumas and wounds, you know, going through our life experiences, mm-hmm. depending on your age. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're able to talk about it in a mature way mm-hmm. where the other person is listening to those insecurities and not faulting you for them, Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about their insecurities and you're not faulting them. That's a whole different level of relationship. That, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like I said, it was conscious. It's it's mm-hmm. being aware of your own insecurities that it's not the other person's fault that you have these insecurities. Mm-hmm. That's the other mm-hmm. thing is realizing that they those insecurities belong to you and how you react to mm-hmm. those, you know, thought processes is how how it changes the relationship because the other person, you know, yeah, I'm sure I'm jealous, but that's on me. That's on me to figure out. That's not on him to figure out or validate, you know, Mm -hmm. granted. Yes. It's a relationship. I I'd like you to listen, you know, Mm -hmm. at least you don't have to give me advice or fix the situation, but just listen to my insecurities and maybe, you know, give me an extra, you know, I love you (laughs) and, and reassure me. And then we can be on our way, but it's still just, acknowledging those insecurities and those fears that jealousy and then moving on from them, not holding on to them. Okay. So when you come time to pick that, well, well, well I, I don't know. Well, with y'all polyamorous that y'all because y'all long distance that y'all pretty much, you know, see other people. Do y'all have a boundary on who each of you can see? Not like, yet. We're like, still evolving. Okay. We're still okay, evolving okay. in that sense. Um, we started out as non-monogamous. So okay. initially we, you know, both of us growing up monogamous, we wanted to do mm-hmm. non-monogamous where we were open and able to see other people because of our distance. Mm-hmm. But now I think we're most, because of the distance right now in my own home situation, um, being mm-hmm. in the middle of a transitional move to potentially move down to Georgia, it's, we're still mm-hmm. evolving our boundaries you know, they're ever changing. We're always mm-hmm. talking about them. You know, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put my expectations on him if I don't talk about mm-hmm. them first and mm-hmm. same with him. So we don't have any like limits on who we see or how we see them, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it's safe and we're both comfortable and trust the person and we trust each other. This is a, a elephant in the room question. Mm-hmm. If monogamy was never pushed, let's say throughout history. Mm-hmm. Would yes. Explain. Okay. Um think back to 
you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, the gods, Zeus was screwing everyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. Right? <laughs> you know, and that's how the, you know, that's how the Greeks and Romans were. They, you know, sex was open. And then, mm-hmm. you know, no offense to Christianity, but Christianity came in and, you know, when everything was interpreted, everything had to go this way where you're only supposed to be with man and woman and mm-hmm. not any other combination of man, woman, or woman and woman, <laughs> or man and man. Even though we, it, you know, even though we have Solomon, we have David. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, which is so funny to me that yeah, we so monogamous that our greatest saint killed so he could date his wife. Yep. Yeah, y'all real monogamous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> The Bible back then was written by Tyler Perry. What? Smoke that over, because <laughs> right? that's a Tyler Perry. That's a Tyler Perry fucking uh, show right there, right there. That, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a whole another topic though, like monogamy and and why yeah. it was kind of pushed, and it was mm. that's a whole other subject I can go into. Yeah, because see, the, the because when you of, think about it. That's what the, the term homosexuality become into existence to Christianity came into existence. Yeah. You know, period. I mean, could they even name it in the Bible? And so, and to mm-hmm. me, Paul has always been around because it's a community built, even in yes. Africa, even in, in, in Europe. People don't want to admit that Paul was a part of it. Think about the Wiccans, the, the, yep. the Druids, what, yep. what, the, 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 pagans. The, the pagans. Motherfucker, they were doing orgies. <laughs> I'm like a witch, shit. so I use sex magic. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, Ooh. that's a whole. Why other I keep subject. running? Why I keep running into Wic- It's <laughs> like I always attract Wiccan. I put it this way. Go ahead. No, I, I, I always. Not, I, no, I, I'm not Wiccan. I don't identify uh, as Wiccan. I am just okay. a witch right now, trying to find my path. The path okay. I keep going on is more pagan based, mm-hmm. more natural into the earth magic yeah. but yeah sex yeah. magic is fun <laughs> that is that is you know something i i, I would say something i'm gonna leave that alone right there <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but but uh but but no but but serious business no it's, it's like you're like i always end up attracting somebody that's in that world it's funny because <laughs> i work with wendy wendy wet she was a witch mm-hmm. and i ran to a couple of girls that i work with that was into that or what have you nice so and to me, uh, I got I got no issue with. It. I actually look into the pagan stuff. I, I'm a history buff anyway, right? So you know, because like I had that discussion with somebody a while back. It was like with pagan. I said, no, 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 pagan's religion is not what you think it is. It's just their religion that was that was done in Britannia back mm-hmm. in the day. And it was based off of natural and nature. Yep. You know, period. Like yep. I tell anybody, magic is is like a gun. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. Mm-hmm. So, so shit. I, I find that sexy. That, that <laughs> which is sexy myself. I'm not Yay. gonna lie. <laughs> you might have to create a scene for that. <laughs> Ooh, shit, I'm still. I, I still. I, I never got a chance to do a, a succubus scene. I always wanted to do one of them. Ooh, okay. Do one of them because that would be. Oh God, I had it set up too. <laughs> well, I'm. I supposed to be like this ghost hunter in this room, and I'm gonna stay there for a night. 
I fall asleep, the sucker bitch come through. She all dressed in magic, but that nigga <laughs> fucked the shit out of me. I wake up the next day, got them come on my stomach. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That sounds like a fun scene right there. We might oh, have to yeah. do something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, shoot. So, I mean, but like I said, I mean, to me, I think that they're trying to normalize it, which is nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to normalize it, give the best information possible. Yes. So people can know. Because the problem is that when you normalize it, you make it cool. Now, everybody can do it, but not everybody meant to do it. Yes. Yes. And then, yes. And, yep, that's a thing. A lot of PSD when it comes to relationship that don't necessarily need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know well, that's I mean? like Willow Smith talked about that a couple of months ago. You know, mm-hmm. um, coming out to her, her, you know, talking about it with her mom on on her show uh, mm-hmm. about what polyamorous is like for her, and that mm-hmm. you know she's the one that's have. It's not all about sex. It's a love. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. having that love like she, Willow Smith um, said among all of her friends she's the one that has the least amount of sex and yet she's the one who's polyamorous. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not what people think it is. It's not all about sex. Uh, it's about love and, and see connection. that's the way they push it. They push it to be about sex. Yes, you feel what that's I'm saying. Everybody automatically thinks because you have multiple partners, you know, yeah. or mul- multiple relationships, it's all about sex. Sometimes it is. But most mm-hmm. of the time, it's not. I'd say 90, 95% of the time, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to me, this how I look at it. I'm like, no, because you're dating four dudes, no, you're not polyamorous, baby. You're just being a hoe at that moment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can you be polysexual, make... depending on the yes. dynamic of those four dudes, like I was. Um mm-hmm. Before I met my boyfriend, I had at least four dudes running. But we were all, you know, intimately connected beyond just friendship. Mm-hmm. So not really uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, but still having that connection to be able to go cuddle with someone and have that, mm-hmm. you know, reassurance or sensory input mm-hmm. come into your body, you know, while having mm-hmm. an orgasm. And then, all right, cool. You're not sleeping at my house. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so- but still being cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then, too, also, you're going to have now him being your boyfriend. I feel that any polyamorous, you got to have that, that, that solid foundation. Whether it's the, whether it's a guy, that girl that you started with, that's a solid foundation. Whether it's the girl, mm-hmm. is the guy that you started with. How important yep. is that being submitted before you decide to deal with others? That was that's a huge thing for 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 me at least, and I can't speak for my birth boyfriend specifically, but for me, we had to be on a solid foundation for us to be titled in a relationship. Like we already mm-hmm. knew we were heading in that direction, but it's actually, you know, him being able to talk about that and mm-hmm. me being able to accept that, especially long distance. We're we're both forty something. We were like, mm-hmm. long distance relationships never work until we, you know, met each other last year and yeah. we're like, this wasn't supposed to be a relationship, but here we are. We mm-hmm. were just supposed to be good fuck buddies while he was still here. <laughs> <laughs> he was and that's how it happens too. Yep, go that's fuck exactly. buddies to dating. <laughs> <laughs> the sex was so good. We just kind of like didn't really. Eh, I think I want to keep while. you around. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I want to keep you around. <laughs> right. Well, see, he was living in Jersey at the time. We met through FetLife and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we were, you know, just going to be hookup buddies. It was fun, you know. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he had already had plans in motion to move back down to Georgia with his mm-hmm. family, to be with his family, pr- like, the week before COVID restrictions hit up here in the Philly mm-hmm. region. So... Mm-hmm. You know, those plans were already in motion and we were like, we didn't expect to be this connected, but here we are. What do we do now? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's how it happened. When you ain't looking mm-hmm. for it, you find it. <laughs> exactly. So most definitely. So tell everybody where they can find you, baby. To what? I'm no, sorry. tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, where they can find me. Sorry, my, yeah. my microphone went out for a second. Oh, no, so you can find me, um, <laughs> find me on my link tree on uh, Twitter, which is Kitty Cat Phoenix. I believe it's mm-hmm. Kitty Cat and then uh, underscore Phoenix on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on OnlyFans, Just for Fans. And I'm getting ready to set up a Model Centro. So after mm-hmm. our last conversation, I went ahead with that. Good, that you good. suggested. Just working yeah. on getting that up and running. So yeah, most definitely. So life is a learning experience. What's the point? Thing. Smoke that over. Thank <laughs> you for coming to the lounge, baby girl. I can't wait to bring you back for some more. Awesome. Talk to you later. No doubt.